episode 160 of how, how married, married are, are you? you okay my name belief this is eva and we've been married 12, 12 years live in california we got four, four kids relationship scary is very necessary we share our love of struggles we ask how, how married, married are, are every tuesday and thursday shoddy if you're listening you're in the wedding party it's okay if you want to put your hands up you got the questions we got the answers it's chocolate baby, baby story time chocolate baby story time it's, it's chocolate, chocolate baby, baby story time one two three and it's chocolate baby story time all right so i needed to come home and do a task when I got home the other day, Theo was like, oh, dad, can you help me get my hockey puck off the roof? And I didn't want to get it, but I was like, all right. But my big question was, how did it get on the roof in the first place? And do you know what he said? Mm-hmm. Well, he we already talked about it because I was like, oh, how did it get on the roof? Yeah. And so the hockey puck is actually pretty heavy. It's like, um, I wouldn't. I would probably call it a pound, maybe. Okay. Might be a pound. But he was like, I was like, how did it get up there in the first place? Because he seemed like, he tried to make it seem like I was like uh, being a bad father by not doing it at my first, at his first request. Um, but because I bought him plenty of hockey pucks and mm-hmm. all of them are gone. So anyway, um, I said, how did it get up there? And he goes, I think a bird picked it up and put it up there. And that was like the moment I was like, I used to lie like that when I was a kid. <laughs> and that was just dumb. Like that was that was dumb. You know what I'm saying? And he said it like I wasn't gonna question it. And he's like, well, that's the only thing I could think of of how I got up there. I know what he did. He threw it up in the air trying to catch it with his hockey puck and it just got stuck up there. You like think hockey so? stick, yeah, absolutely. But he didn't want to say that. I was buying into it. You thought a bird picked it up? <laughs> I wish we had footage on the camera out mm-hmm. there. That's just crazy. Okay. No, I, I, yeah, I was going with this story. No, absolutely. Now not. I feel silly. Okay, so the kids have been playing this game called Would You Rather? And, you know, I'm never really invited to be a part of it, but I'm always overhearing it. And the other day we were in the car and Theo and Raya were in the back and they were playing Would You Rather? And Theo asked Raya, he goes, um, I'm sorry, I wrote things down. He goes, uh, Theo asked Raya, would you rather be on a road trip in a car with Big Time Rush? And I don't know if y'all know who Big Time Rush is, but Big Time Rush is like this boy band that they are really big fans of. Or ride in a Tesla with Taylor Swift. At this point, I'm like, how do they even know who Taylor Swift is? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. One of the um, child care providers, I think, told them about Taylor Swift or whatever. And when Theo asked a question, Raya doesn't respond. And then Theo, <laughs> I think, was caught off guard because he's like, easy answer, bro. What's, what are you thinking about? <laughs> Theo said, what? And then Raya responds, well, Taylor Swift is kind of cute. <laughs> and I was like, mm. wow. Mm, 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 mm. We know what kind of kid uh, 
Arias. He's yeah. like, I ain't getting in the car with those boys when we got these girls over here. This is also coming from the kid who is saying that he will not be getting married or whatever. Yeah. So it was funny, though. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, so today we actually have a voicemail that um, you guys can either email us at hello at howmarriedareyoupodcast.com or you can send us a voicemail in. Um, and I was really trying to get that phone number for you real quick. But if you um, want to look it up, it is on our How Married Are You uh, website. Um, I'm just going to tell you all real quick. The phone number to send us in a voicemail is 760-33. Sorry. It's this. It's the computer that makes that buzzing sound. But that hasn't been here the whole time, so. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Go ahead. Um, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at hello at howmarriedareyoupodcast.com. If you'd like to send a voicemail in, you can call us at 760-335-6643. Now, if you um, leave us a voicemail, it's really important if you let us know if you want your voice disguised. Some people have friends who listen to the podcast or significant others who listen to the podcast that might recognize your voice. And if you want to conceal your identity, let us know. Or if you just want us to kind of sum up the situation versus playing the voicemail, that's also good to know. Um, we are going to play this voicemail. Is this a voicemail from our number? Yes, we have voicemails. And I apologize to those of you who have sent oh, us man. in some How voice- long is this video? How long, how long ago did she send this? Um, I think this one was in March. Okay. So it's not, we're not that far behind, but we are definitely behind on voicemails. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Hello. Um, I just was one calling to, um, let you know, I appreciate your podcast, your ministry, all that y'all are doing. I had a question, um, about expectations. So my husband because of his, like, family of origin, is very anti-expectations, whereas I am, like, a super planner, and I like structure and expectations. I thrive when I have them because I know whether I'm doing a good job or not. Um, So I just wanted to know, like, is there, in a relationship, in a marriage, when are expectations good? Um, because I think that my husband, and I could see this, but my husband, there will be like unmet expectations or you might have expectations that the person didn't know about. I don't, I don't know if that's making sense, but um, I could definitely see the danger in expectations when they're like outrageous and stuff like that. So. Anyways, um, I hope that made sense. Um, hope y'all are able to get to my question. Um, thank you so much, and um, hope y'all have an awesome day. Thanks. Thank you so much for calling in, person. Yes, thank you for sharing with us your issue. Can you break down that? Because I don't. I, I kind of lost me. <laughs> so she's basically saying expectations help her thrive because she's essentially an achiever. She's like, if I know it's expected of me, then I know I can do all these things and I'm doing well. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know what you expect of me, then how am I supposed to do well? And she was sharing that her significant other doesn't necessarily care for expectations based on his experience growing up. 
And that is becoming a point of tension in their relationship because I think, well, from what I am not at this point, I am now taking, making a conjecture, but I think that he experiences frustration or whatever because she's not meeting expectations, but she's like, I didn't know that was an expectation of me. So she's saying that her husband does have expectations? But he's not clearly communicating them and he's claiming that he doesn't care for expectations because of his family of origin. I didn't get that from that. What what did you gather? I gathered that she likes expectations because it allows her to be successful in whatever she wants to do. Like she thrives off of it. But he has... Like, it's almost like you and me situation where I will say, like, yo, I don't have any expectations, right? Or, or, or do you think I have expectations? Keep going. Um, I don't have any expectations from these people because I always get disappointed anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I'm okay not having expectations because it's a way of protecting me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I I feel like she is describing you in that realm. So I didn't understand her point when she said, you know, like, you know, it's becoming a problem now. I don't know what the problem is. Let me just re-listen if that's okay. uh, Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, Because I think that my husband, and I could see this, but my husband... There will be, like, unmet expectations or you might have expectations that the person didn't know about. Do you understand what she's saying there? That he has unmet expectations because she didn't know about them? Do you gather that from I didn't that? gather I didn't did gather, gather the he and her. I didn't I didn't gather the him and I. Which who is the who? Yeah, who is the who? Okay. Like, I, I, I don't know if that's making sense. But, rewind um, it a little bit. Um, because I think that my husband, and I could see this, but my husband, there will be like unmet expectations or. She's saying there will be unmet expectations. Yeah. I think she wanted to say my husband has unmet expectations, (laughs) but she didn't want to throw him completely under Under the bus. bus. Yeah. So regardless, maybe I hope, I hope that in what I have outlined for today's episode that we can address whatever it is that she is trying to get to. And I think we will, because I think Mm -hmm. expectations are a thing in relationships that um, oftentimes go unstated in all the things. Um, I wanted to, I feel like if you've been around for a while, you understand I am a person who likes to define words So I want to be clear about what an expectation is. An expectation is a belief or anticipation about what one desires or requires to happen in a particular situation or relationship. I, the part that stuck out to me is it's an anticipation of something that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. And marriage expectations refer to the assumptions and hopes that each partner holds regarding the roles, responsibilities, and behaviors of their spouse. And I think it goes beyond just the roles, responsibilities, and behavior of their spouse, but I also think it goes into um, how the house will run as far as 
how the house will run, I guess that goes into roles and responsibilities, but also like goals that you guys have as a couple, like where are you headed when you get married? Like, what are you working toward? Or what are some core values that you have as a unit raising children? Like, those are things that it's like, we can't just assume that Glenn and I have the same core values when it comes to raising children. We actually have to sit down and have a very um, direct conversation about that. And so one of the things going into this topic that I was thinking about, like in preparing for it, Mm -hmm. is what, like, even when communicating our expectations, which we'll get into in a little bit, I feel like before you can effectively communicate your, your expectations to your partner, I think we ourselves have to know or have some sort of expectation of self. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Glenn and I have kind of been having this conversation currently because I feel like for me, for example, I'll just talk about my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. I have created this narrative in my mind, in my head, in my life of what it looks like to be a good wife, what it looks like to be a good mother, what it looks like to be a good human being, et cetera, et cetera. Like there are things, there's a narrative or there is like this checklist that I have created for myself of what it means to be a good that, insert that. Now, when you're in a marriage relationship, like if I have this whole picture of what it looks like for me to be a good wife, but it looks nothing like what Glenn would hope for me, like hope for in a good wife, Mm. then there is a huge, like, you know what I'm saying? There's a gap that needs to be filled. And I feel like sometimes if we spend time thinking about, okay, and well, I think if we spend some time thinking about, okay, Yvette thinks a good wife looks like X, Y, Z, but Glenn thinks a good wife looks like A, B, C. So like, how do we (laughs) close the gap or even come into alignment of what it means to be a good wife to Glennery. <laughs> Why are you chuckling? I think I think I think that um I think good isn't the goal. Mm. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying because I think it negates capacities and possibilities which we'll get into. So, I don't know if my expectation is to have a good wife. Yes. And so that was just like a example that I was throwing out. Like, right. here's an expectation of what it means to be a wife. And then, but you have your expectations type thing. I don't know. But my, I, I, I don't think I do, but I guess I do. Because you think I do. <laughs> but I, I think, okay. I don't, I wish there was an expert on this. But I don't know if it's fair to say, I don't know if it's fair to say that someone doesn't have expectations. I think we're all walking around with our own set of expectations, whether we choose to acknowledge them or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because you you don't realize you have an expectation until your expectation ain't met. You don't realize you do have expectations. Okay. You expect me to have sex with you every night. I mean, not every night, (laughs) but you expect me to have sex with you frequently as your wife. 
No. What? I expect you to initiate sex when you want it. Those are two different but things. But you expect sex between you and your spouse. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah, have an expectation. That's like me saying I expect <laughs> to my stomach yes. to I know. digest the food. Okay, so, but that's an expectation, right? Or else the marriage would die. I don't think it would die, but... I, I mean, well, if you don't eat and drink water, because it seemed like you were drawing a parallel there. No, I'm not saying that it's like... I think it's niche, I think it's fundamental to, to the marriage's survival in a healthy way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like, you know, um, you know, certain circumstances put people in it can't yes, do that. You know true. what I'm saying? In the in the traditional way or whatever. But as long as I am physically able to be intimate with you in a sexual intercourse way, <laughs> I don't. You expect that we will have sex? Just say yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like. That sex is often the okay the the okay. uh the the point for men. All right, what do you expect? You go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Nah. Um. What do I expect? Um. I think I expect. Uh, like. Like um space. Okay. In time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, I expect like I don't understand it, but I I tr I get it. Do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's what I expect. Considering what we do and that we've never done it before and that we have nobody to help us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's like an expectation I have. Okay. And so when that expectation is not met, then I know from what you communicate to me that the expectation that that I'm off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like my expectation is for you not to understand it, but just to trust that I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my point is yeah. you have expectations. Okay. Like the point is we are all walking around with expectations and I think that even goes back to my initial point of, I think sometimes before we can effectively communicate our expectations to our partner, we actually have to sit down and be honest with ourselves about the expectations that we have of said person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, which gets me into the effectively communicating. So I think like in thinking about expectations, it's really important to be able to effectively communicate expectations. And before I get into this, um, we are covering it a little bit differently here, but I do want to plug really quick the premarital advantage. We have a module dedicated to communication as a whole. And whether you are single, engaged, in a dating relationship, or just talking to somebody, this premarital advantage course is for you. Glenn and I come alongside you as your mentor couple. It is not meant to replace an actual premarital, um, counseling. premarital counseling situation. It's basically meant to be an accompaniment, uh, accompaniment, accompany, accompanying it. 
or supplementing? Yes, it's basically a supplemental, a supplement yeah. to the actual premarital counseling. Um, maybe you're not necessarily at that point in your relationship yet where you want to start premarital counseling, but the premarital advantage is definitely a tool that you can use in order to um, support you in deciding, is this the next step? Is this person for me? And just also starting some of those really important conversations that will help you guys set you guys up for success in your marriage. Um, you can go to howmarriedareyoupodcast.com and purchase it there. It is $250. And you will get a workbook directly emailed to you that you can print out on your own, put in a little three-ring binder, and work through some things um, with your partner. Now, if this is something that you're doing solo, you can print out the or like have it and reprint it out later when you do find somebody who you'd like to be in a relationship with. Yeah. And then some people were asking if it was like gender specific, like there was some like same sex couples. Oh, that yeah. Wanted to, yeah. But I don't think it matters. I think they're just really good questions to ask anybody who is interested. So I don't, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's specific to anyone in a relationship yeah. with another person. Yeah. Um. Now let's get back to this. I think in order to effectively communicate your expectations, the one thing you need to be is clear and specific. And the only way you can be clear and specific is if you're truthful with yourself about what your expectations are. Mm -hmm. And maybe this will take time. Like it just took Glenn a little bit of time in this moment to think, oh, wait, I do have an expectation. Here's mm -hmm. an expectation that I have. And so I think that if you are being triggered by something that's happening in your relationship, if there is a specific thing that you're like, oh, this bothers me every single time this person does it, that is communicating to you an expectation that you have. And so I don't know, maybe you can take some time to write it down, to think about it, to maybe talk to um, a mentor about it or someone else that you trust in your circle about it. But it's really important to be able to effectively communicate your expectation that you are clear and that you're specific. I started to think about SMART goals when thinking about expectations because mm -hmm. I feel like it is somewhat relatable. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about SMART goals, you just talk about how it's specific. The S stands for specific. It's measurable. It's Is A attainable? Mm -hmm. Attainable. R is realistic. And T is there's time like you can do it in appropriate. Amount I think of time. I think it's relevant. Not oh, realistic. yeah, you're right. Relevant is not real because attainable and realistic are kind of the same thing. I think um, you want to order some food. I'm hungry. Sorry. Not from veggie girl. I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely. Um, and so I think that that is something that even can be considered when talking about um, when thinking about what expectations you have. Now, also in effectively communicating expectations. Okay. Um. <laughs> I feel like I'm being loaded up for like one of the craziest like back kicks of all No, time. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to okay. drive the conversation. Okay, I cool. want you to engage with me. So should I wait? No, I just want to order something. I know. I'm like starving. Okay, go ahead. So I will admit, and I'm going to give an example the, my next point is when you're effectively communicating your expectations, you want to choose the right time and the right place. And we have a recent example of when I did not choose the right time to communicate an expectation. Glenn and I, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the kids go to an on-campus situation. And on Thursday morning, right before I needed to leave to take the kids to school, I communicated an expectation of, hey, 
on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I could really use your help to like either make breakfast or take the kids to school. That was not the right time to tell Glenn that or to reiterate that to Glenn. And it necessarily, I mean, it was perfect. It was at home, so it was the right place. But I think when we're thinking about communicating our expectations, we can't necessarily, I don't know, actually, doing it in the moment sometimes is helpful to be able to give an example, but maybe it's better to note the moment, like the incident, and then refer back to it later? No, I, 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 I understood what you were saying. I think that the the thing was, hey, can you take the kids to school? And my reply was, no, I have a meeting. Mm-hmm. And then it was, yo, I need you to take, I need you to do this or this on this morning. And um, those mornings in particular, like Tuesdays are fine, mm-hmm. but Thursdays are just not good mornings for me. Mm-hmm. I have like Every other Thursday or every Thursday? Every Thursday. I have, oh, okay. I have wild meetings okay. on Thursdays. And it's a short day for me technically. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. And so you were trying to communicate that in the moment and it didn't go well. It didn't go well. It ended up being... Uh, because not Not because of how, not because of what was said, it was how it was said. Yes, exactly. That's another point. I didn't even put that on here. But to effectively communicate your expectations, I think it is also very good to be mindful of how you communicate them. If you're like in a heightened state, that's probably not the best time for you to communicate your expectations to the person. Mm -hmm. I think another thing to do is avoid you statements. So an example of that is instead of saying you never help around the house, say, I would appreciate it if we could share the household chores, you know, like and don't make them feel like you're attacking them, but include yourself in like we statements, I guess, is a way of putting it. Mm. And then I, I want to go back to what Glenn was saying about like um, how Thursday mornings are just like impossible for him. I think an important part of effectively communicating your expectations is being willing to adjust your expectations. Mm-hmm. Like you can communicate, hey, this is something that I expect of you, but when they come back and they're like, that's just not feasible for me, then you have to be willing to accept that. And then the both of you have to be willing to work towards a compromise of how can you support me in this way? Or if it's just not possible, I mean, cause sometimes it's just not possible <laughs> because of capacity or other responsibilities that they have that actually move us toward other goals that we have in life. And so I think being open to compromise and being willing to listen to your partner's expectations and work towards finding a solution together is what is um, really good for that. Um, Another thing that I wanted to share was um, following up because that expectation, for example, that I communicated to Glenn, it was not the first time I had said that to Glenn. but I think like if I would have said touch bases with him like on Sunday, you know, about the week ahead or the night before or even the night before, it probably would have gone a little bit differently that particular morning. And so one of the things about me that I will say is I don't necessarily like to repeat myself when I ask Glenn to like do something. I want him to remember and not forget <laughs> and hit the, the nail on the head every single time. And that in and of itself is just not a fair expectation. I think that um, 
it's just not fair. And so I think sometimes we have to be willing to humble ourselves and be repeat ourselves. Be like, hey, um, remember when we kind of talked about this? Or even don't even re- remind them because once you say it, they're probably going to recall whatever it is that you communicated to them. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say as far as that is concerned? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the hard part is that like, you know, it's not necessarily um, the the remembrance that, you know, can be the issue. I think sometimes it's just that, like, you know. <laughs> life. Life, mm-hmm. life gets in the way. Your own thoughts get in the way. And it's like, it's not. And I think what, what happens is when an, un, when an expectation isn't met, sometimes it feels like, an attack. You're purposefully trying to not meet my expectations so yeah. you can sabotage my life because you don't care. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like, no, that's not it at all. Yeah. You know, and like, so, um, you know, Thursday, you know, like just our Thursday morning examples, when we decided to do the, um, when I decided to take my meetings on Thursday morning, I was like, it was a discussion that we had. And I was like, do you want to do this with me or no? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but it was every other Thursday. It was not every every Thursday. every other Thursday. Um, but because I have that time blocked off, the I just it, it just makes sense to anybody mm-hmm. who wants to meet to schedule them on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that. But even that wasn't communicated to me. No, that wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the expectations that we both have of each other, mm-hmm. they're different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you want me to ask you for more so you could help me. I'm like this woman. Yeah. I'm like this woman because for me, what happens is I kind of feel attacked when you come to me and you're like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. like, it's obvious that I have missed the mark. And it's like, but can you be a little bit more like I'm a mathematician? <laughs> I think another part of understanding expectations is understanding who you're married to, too, is having that type of, you know, whatever. Like, for example, the fact that, like, I said, you need to follow up or repeat yourself or whatever, Glenn deals with so much stuff within just a 24-hour period. I'd be looking at his, um, looking at him, like his text messages. He has like 200, like thousands of text messages unread, emails, phone calls. He's juggling all the different things and conversations. And it's not all about one thing. It's like multiple different tabs. He's just like us women. I think all of us have the multiple different tabs open. But like Glenn has that on the business front. And so if I'm asking him to open up some other tabs on the home front, I understand that that's a lot to keep track of. So my my lack of willingness to follow up is lame essentially because it's like Yvette, no. just like you forget things, Glenn's going to forget things. I think too, I think for me, I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like you may be trying to test and see if I care enough to remember. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. I will admit that. So I were so 
not not to be like disrespectful, but um, when I was on tour with your youngest brother, he's like that too. Mm. Like it's a family it's culture a probably thing. A family thing. So it's like, I just want to see if they. I just want to see if they really rock with me like that. You know what's interesting? Because my mom recently said her birthday was just like last week, and she was like, my my coworkers were asking like, you know, if. Like, I'm surprised your grandkids didn't come by because that's a thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But she never <laughs> communicated yeah. that yeah. she wanted us to come by. And honestly, I did think of it, but the kids were in school on that day. Yeah. So I couldn't. But it's like that must be a thing that we have. But I don't even know if it's like because I'm thinking about my family. I think it's a mom, me, and younger brother thing. Yeah, so I, I would say that I notice it all the time. You know what I'm saying, and I'm not trying to like say. No, I understand. But it's like I like a couple of weeks ago, you were like, "Look, I'm not asking to have sex, but when are we gonna have sex? Right, like soon." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you could have, we could have just." She was like, "You were like, no, I don't want to do it now." <laughs> and I was like, "What is that? Because essentially, you're asking for it, but you're asking when, and you're putting it back on me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like." I think that that I don't know where that lies in the conversation, but I think it's a thing because mm. I think that there's also an expectation mm. for me to like, you know, I feel like it's like a almost like honor, like if you see it as honor, mm. you know what I mean, mm. and you know. That, yeah. That's really it. It's honor. Yeah. And so I think that if I'm put in that position over and over and over again, I'm going to lose mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people like kind of like just notice other people caring. Because the fact that I'm mm. not, the fact that I'm not remembering things yeah. Makes it seem like I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so the fact that someone else would be like, oh, yeah, isn't it like your your anniversary, your grandmother's da 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 da? Yeah. And you're like, yes, thank you. Yeah. And yes, I got my eyebrows done. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I got my tooth fixed too. Thank you so much for noticing. You know what I mean? And then yeah. it's kind of like, you don't care compared to other, but it's like, mm. you know. It's so strange, man, how easy it is. Cause like I remember being single and like looking at my married friends, like, why aren't you like prioritizing this part of your wife's life? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm because I'm prioritizing this part of my wife's life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's so interesting. Yeah. Um, because I, I watch social media and I watch the the men, a lot of men, um, you know, who are doing well and well, seemingly doing well, I guess, you know what I'm saying? And seem to be men of standard and who care about their wives and stuff like that. Um, I'm often like, um, sorry, I'm like freaking out. Think, make sure. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Like I don't that? know. Um, I'm often like curious on, you know, how they do it, like how they manage, you know what I mean? Um, because, they, it's like the expectation from for a man is high, and a woman is high, right? I feel like the expectation for a man is high. I feel like the expectation for a mother is really high. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like a husband and a mother is really high. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that expectations for wives are not high. I'm just saying that. Once you add children into the mix, it changes. It, yeah, it changes. It changes. Right? So it's higher for a mother. Mm-hmm. And so these dudes is raising the expectations. Mm. Like dudes would be like, yeah, man, my wife, none of the money she makes come to the house. All of it goes to her. And I, and I'm like. <laughs> Somebody told you that? No, I see like these type of interviews. I think oh, uh, Deval what? and Kadeem actually were talking about, like Deval was talking about this. And I was like, and maybe it, I could be taking this out of context. So mm-hmm. forgive me if I am. But I was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just kind of like, maybe I'm just not there yet. But, but it doesn't make me less of a man. Then, I, And that's when you get to comparing yourself to people on social media. No, but then that's when you get to communicating the expectations of not just because when I was defining expectations, it's like you anticipate, um, what is it? The anticipation about what one desires or requires to happen in a particular, let's just call it marriage. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a standard of their marriage. Have you seen, there's a new show called How to Get Rich or something on Netflix. Is it a, like how a marriage to be show? wealthy? No, it's not a it's not a marriage show. Mm. But there was one clip that I saw, and I almost started watching it last night. I've been watching a lot of TV, y'all. Um, but there was an interview about this man and woman, who I hope this isn't a huge bird walking thing, but um, there's this interview about this man and woman where the man was like the sole provider initially, and then his wife he was like supporting his wife into her career. And mind you, I just saw a clip. I didn't see the full thing. And when he was, like, working and making money, it was like there was a joint account, all the things, yada, yada, yada. They started having children. He becomes the primary parent. He eventually becomes the stay-at-home parent. He's not making any money. His wife is now the breadwinner. Now they all of a sudden have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. Now she's, like, very particular about how money is spent. He doesn't really have a say-so on any of that stuff type Mm -hmm. of stuff. Yada, yada, yada. It's just this whole thing. But they're, like, working with a guy who's, like, trying to help them become wealthy, I guess, or whatever. And so he's just getting input from the couple on how they manage money. And um, Mm -hmm. they were talking, and it was one of those things where, like, when she became the primary breadwinner, the expectations that she had shifted from when he... When he was the primary stay-at-home, I mean the primary person making money or the main, I don't know what you call him, that person. And so I just think that for that example that you gave, it's a matter of communicating up front. This is an expectation I have. Eventually, I don't want to have to contribute to the household. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you do your thing and you provide for a house to make sure we can live. But like when I start making money, like at some point my money is my money. You know what I'm saying? Is that are you communicating that to me right now? Hell no. Oh, okay. That because is not... that was a soundbite. <laughs> the way oh, you just no. said that. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't clip that, y'all. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so that's not an expectation of mine. I have always like I and I mean to each their own, but for me, I don't really like the whole like two separate bank accounts thing mm-hmm. when it comes to like our livelihood. Now we have multiple bank accounts just because of business and stuff, but you picked up the kids. Three. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, you know, so yeah, I believe everything should be in the same pot and we should all know what's going in, what's coming out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it should just always be like that. And if I eventually get an allowance, then so be it. 
I feel like we've tried that before, but we're not in a place where we can do that right we've now. We've tried that with your when you were making money, right? Yeah, because we were trying to do like a budget and we wanted right. to enjoy life. We both too. got an allowance. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah, you yeah, yeah. Allowance, <laughs> See, that was a sound bite. You better. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to clean it up. Um, but yeah. So, anywho, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but I think that's important, like to 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 communicate that. Yeah. Those expectations of like how do if things were to change, how would you feel, you know, about that, you know? Yeah. And I think to go back to like the whole like idea of social media and how we can see different couples and families living their lives in certain ways when you start to like because I've been in that place. I feel like I recently saw an interview somewhere where a couple was talking and I was like starting to feel some type of way. And then I was like, but Yvette, really? Do you want that? Like, is that something you want for yourself? So I think like- What was it? I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Mm. Oh, I think like sometimes I just see people living these glamorous lives and stuff. And then I realize that's cool, but that's really not my goal. Mm -hmm. Like my goal is to live off the land, like just own this beautiful large piece of property and have a tennis court and a pick. I think I like pickleball too. Mm -hmm. A pickleball, like just all these different things um, where we can, we don't want to leave home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Have an RV and we can just like the other day, our neighbors were loading up their RV and taking off. And I was just like, oh, I wonder where they're going. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I want more of a low key life. So why am I getting all whatever about these people who are going on these elaborate vacations that sound exhausting to me or seem exhausting to me? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. Unless um, they want to give us a free vacation. I mean, we'll yeah, like it. we'll take the vacation on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your dime. But I'm just saying if I were to book a trip for myself, it would be one of relaxation and exploring it and would be hiking. one of adventure. It wouldn't be a relaxation. I think hiking is and exploring relaxing. new trails is relaxing. Like being in nature, I feel like that is very mm -hmm. relaxing. Um, I did want to talk about unrealistic, realistic versus unrealistic expectations for a moment. Because, and then I have a couple of sentences that I'm going to read. Okay. So realistic expectations in marriage are those that are grounded in a firm understanding of the realities of marriage and relationships. I think Glenn and I have um, reached some pain points along our 12 years of marriage because we haven't done what our, our, our what did our person called? Our marriage therapist. therapist said, which is like a renegotiation of terms, you know? So like, Real expectations are grounded in a firm understanding of the realities of marriage, right? So if Glenn were in the military and he was overseas, you know, is that what it's called? Like when they go, Deployment. when they, when they were deployed, if he was deployed or something, I would, I, the expectation is I'm going to take care of everything on the home front because he's out serving our country, right? Like that's just an expectation I have now. If I, I think a realistic expectation of mine would be like, hey, can we add to the budget a line that says childcare? Mm. Because you are away and that would require me to be on, on it 24 seven. But for my mental health, I need 
whatever. So I think a clear, a realistic expectation is like, hey, can we hire help for certain periods of time during while you're gone on deployment? Yeah. You know what I mean? To relieve me of whatever. But I think the part that a lot of us need to understand is that we need to have a real, not only like realistic expectations, but real understanding of what season of life we're in. Mm-hmm. If I am a newborn, I mean, if I have a newborn child, things in our marriage are going to look a little different versus if my kids are like 10 and older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like things change for us. And so I think it's important to think about that when considering realistic expectations. Um, unrealistic expectations, on the other hand, are those. I'm sorry, that, just real quick. You yeah. talked about we didn't listen to our therapist by doing a renegotiation. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like we've mentioned this before, but in case you're new to the podcast, our therapist, um, she encouraged us early on, probably when we first started going with her. She was like, it sounds like y'all need a renegotiation of terms. So basically we were trying to proceed with life with expectations we've had, but our circumstances changed. So certain, certain, expectations cannot be carried into new seasons of life. You know what I mean? It's just not practical, Mm -hmm. really. And so the renegotiation of terms is like, okay, this is where we're at now in life. Can we take a minute and just adjust this expectation together so that it makes sense in this season Mm -hmm. versus last season? You don't feel like we did that? No, I'm saying over our 12 years of life, we should I mean, our 12 times. years of marriage, we when we hit moments of tension or whatever, I feel like it's been because we didn't take that moment to renegotiate terms. And it wasn't until we started couples therapy that we even like considered that concept. Right. That's a tool that we use now. I don't know if that we had those tools before. Yeah, right. exactly. So it's helped us along the way. I'm always scared of that, though. I don't really... Like you don't that. like the renegotiation of terms? No, mm-hmm. because I feel like where we're at is a transition. And so once we renegotiate them, we had to renegotiate them again. Where we're at... What? Say like it again? We, right, right now, we're in transition. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, we're going to have to renegotiate them again. Like, when I was moving all the stuff into the office, like, those were late nights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like... I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think, I feel like there's always a reason to renegotiate. Renegotiate. So I just think, like, hey, if we create a system where we can get some time away or, you know, whatever. But, like, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm less inclined to renegotiate terms and just deal with it. Yeah. And so I feel like if we both started renegotiating, speaking on the stuff we want to renegotiate, we'd both be unhappy. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. Uh, Okay. I don't know if that's true. All right. Um, Unrealistic expectations, on the other hand, are those that are not based in reality and can be harmful to a marriage. They stem from unrealistic beliefs about marriage or relationships that are perpetuated by popular culture, media, or family and friends. So, like, sometimes we grow up watching our parents do life a certain way. Or sometimes we... Um, look at your Kadine and DeVal's and you're, we're like, oh, well, she doesn't have to take her money and contribute to the household. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the kind of money DeVal's making. You know what I'm saying? Well, or just not. I don't know how much money the man's making, but. But I mean, he's like an actor. Yeah, and, but that don't mean he's making a lot of money. I think he has a lot of businesses and he's 
doing well. But, okay, yeah. Yeah, but I would also say, like, it's not just about the money. It's also about the community they could have, right? Say more. Okay, so, like, we lost a lot of community, right? A lot of people we mm-hmm. relied on, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of, a lot of support. Mm-hmm. So money we would probably save... Mm. With childcare, we spend all of that money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. all, like childcare, like we spend way more than daycare. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like we spend a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we don't have the family support that some other people have. And I don't know their situation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's looking at their community. It's looking at where they live. It's mm-hmm. looking at you know what yes. I'm saying? Like you know, it's just different things. Yeah. And, um, and how consistent they've been. Like, they've worked really hard to be where facts. they're at. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's one thing I want to credit them, too, because they are freaking phenomenal. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When it comes to consistency. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? You were talking about um, comparing yourself to a Kandina and Deval, possibly. You know? They may stem from unrealistic beliefs about marriage or relationships based on things that you... Yeah. So... Um, but if you're only looking at the surface, you're gonna it's gonna be unrealistic belief, yes. right? So like, because people, come, come, I'm sorry, I was trying to help you out. No, you are helping me out. I'm glad because right. I got lost. Yeah. So yeah. there's, you know, I was talking to somebody, and they were talking about how you know their wife compares them to us. Oh. Yeah, and so they're like, you know, like why can't we do it like they do it? And I'm just kind of like, what do you think this is? You mm-hmm. know. Um, but it's always those looking in that have that. You know, mm-hmm. that wild point of view, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's unrealistic, I think, for sure. Which I think, like, it's worthwhile because I've actually been thinking about this over the last few days of just asking folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, flat out. Like, seriously. Because sometimes, like, I'm not going to front. Glenn and I have a marriage podcast, hmm. right? And you guys know a lot of the ins and outs of our marriage. But sometimes I feel like a fraud. Because it's like we don't necessarily have the perfect marriage. And so whenever we get into tiffs or what do they call icks with each other, I start to feel like, what are we even doing? Why are we even like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was thinking, like, I wish I had somebody else to talk to because I'm sure there's pastors and wives who people look at every Sunday and are like, oh, I just really want that. But they are human. So they probably argue and get upset with each other too. Oh, most definitely. And they have moments of reconciliation and all the things, but it's like we don't get to see that and we don't get to hear about that often. And so sometimes I just want to go to somebody and be like, tell me. Well, that's why, I mean, the the problem with, I think, our generation the the good thing is that we're With very our trans- generation. The, the good thing that we have is that we're very transparent. Mm-hmm. The bad thing is that we don't collaborate enough. Mm-hmm. So we're often in competition with each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So when you find someone who's living the same life as you, they're trying to protect themselves from yeah. whatever. It's like we still bring in those like, you know, poverty mindsets to some yeah. degree. Yeah. Um, mm. And so. I'm a little, I understand that. And that's why I'm like, when I find somebody, I'm like them, they need to like, let's, you're like, you search for community differently than me. Yeah. You're trying to find people. To pour into me. Not, not even that. I think just look like you, you know what I'm saying? I'm Mm -hmm. trying to find someone who does exactly what I do and their family, like we can have the same conversations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So other families who, who do 
influencing in, to some degree mm-hmm. or have some type of life that is on display. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's really valuable. You know what I'm saying? And so I love it when I see like, you know, Tab and, you know, Chance and Kevin and Melissa kicking in and, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I think that stuff is super dope. So, um, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I don't think we have enough collaboration in our communities. That do what we do. That do what we do. Yeah. But I think that's to our fault. It's to our fault? Yeah, it can be our fault, too. <sighs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, all right. I had two last points that I wanted to make about managing your expectation one and then setting boundaries with your expectations, because I do believe there is a point when expectations can become harmful, when they become unrealistic, rigid or uncommunicated. Mm-hmm. Right. When when we hold on to expectations that are not in line with reality, we can experience disappointment, frustration and even resentment. This can be especially true in intimate relationships such as marriage where unmet expectations can lead to conflicts and feelings of hurt and betrayal. So um, I think when you're managing your expectations, it's really important to make sure they're realistic, to make sure they're flexible, and to make sure that they're effectively communicated because um, it's just helpful. I think, too, like as a person on the receiving end of an expectation – if your significant other is expecting you to like lick the bottom of their feet every day or huh? I don't know. It's just a weird one. It's like an unrealistic, unhealthy, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm trying to make a extreme example of it. That one was really <laughs> gross. Mm-hmm. What's another like unrealistic expectation that's like not healthy and can be dangerous potentially. Um, yeah. I think that an unrealistic expectation is that like, you know, uh, I think like sex every day is an unrealistic expectation. But there are people who do that. There are people who do that. You know what I'm saying? But like, depending on who you married to, that's an unrealistic expectation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or um, like, I know people who do that and like brag on it to me, and I'm just kind of like, bro, cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. If I don't get it, you know, I'm just get weird. Like, dudes be saying that type of stuff. <laughs> what and I'm just the like, heck? Man, get away from me, man. Like, yeah. it seems like you're trying to invite me in the swing or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get away from me. You know? Yeah. Um, I also think that unrealistic expectations look like that, you know, um, that, you know, reconciliation, you know, is not a part of the process mm-hmm. or like... Uh, yeah, you know, forcing people to bend to your will or not being willing to compromise, like not yeah. being willing to. It's the rigidity of expectations that makes them dangerous, and so it's really important that as you're setting expectations in your relationship, that both parties understand they need to be flexible, that they need to be willing to um, work together toward a common goal as far as that is concerned, because sometimes our capacities change in different seasons. And and just because of not even so much seasons, but also just because of physical wellness, I don't know all yeah. the different things. Do, do you think it's easy play. to receive? Like someone gives you like, hey, my expectation is that you would, you know, make dinner every night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if someone doesn't want to do that? Yeah. 
is it like how do you feel like what's a good response to that you know like oh you know like how how do you say you know i i don't know if i have the capacity to make dinner a new dinner every night but i can make batch meals so that there are leftovers throughout the week mm -hmm. something like that like that's an example of compromising like okay you you want a home cooked meal every week or every night i can make meals and you can have leftovers mm. or something you know mm. like big pots yeah um yeah yeah totally but yeah i think it's just a matter of being willing to listen to your partner and hear them out and work together you guys yeah um how married are you um i don't know let me think last night oh doing a dishwasher no, you made me dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. Were you even expecting dinner? I wasn't gonna. I've <laughs> yesterday, y'all. I was depressed. I um, I laid in bed for a majority of the day, and the kids tended to themselves for a majority of the day. And I came downstairs. I was not expecting Glenn to be home last night at all. But at around five thirty, yeah maybe even closer to six, I came downstairs and I was like, oh, shoot, you guys need to eat. So I, like, made plates for the kids that were all leftover stuff. And um, I was planning on... I kind of straightened up the kitchen so Glenn could pre prepare his meal because y'all know he's vegan now. And I was planning on going back upstairs to bed. <laughs> Pescatarian now. Pescatarian. I'm eating fish. Okay. can do the vegan thing. Um, I could do it. It's just too much planning. But yeah, uh, so I made myself some food. It wasn't even good. It was pretty dry. And but I was I was so hungry. I was in that mood where I take out everything. So I just like cod, shrimp, green onions, like Zucchini. I yeah, lion's mane. Like I just took everything mm -hmm. out. I was like, all right, what can I make fast? Mm -hmm. um, and that's how hungry I was. But um, yeah, and so I made Yvette a nice little platter of mm -hmm. all the things, kind of portioned out. He even plated it well. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's how married I am. How married are you? I'm so married that last or this weekend, instead of going to the Yi retreat, I bypassed it and let you go to the dad gang event, which I think seemed like it was pretty nice. It was. It was great. Yeah. Um, I still would have wanted you to go to that, I guess. Um, but yeah. It just would have been too much juggling. Okay. And, and that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. are.